What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, October 24th, 2014. You guys are listening to episode 182 for the second damn time, okay? I, oh my God, guys, I recorded an hour and 53-minute podcast for you guys on Wednesday, Wednesday night. I was back on schedule. I was ready to go. Uh, I was in a goofy mood, so it was one of those where I probably rambled and uh, said some shit that didn't make sense, but then I said some funny stuff. Either way, heartbroken to know that uh, I just can't use it because apparently it was like an overload, Um, I guess, and I had to talk to tech people, but I guess the... um, place I upload the show or whatever or you know sharing the show to iTunes or whatever the file was too big and um, I was told that if I go an hour and a half or less I'll be fine but anything over an hour and a half is a problem so uh, I did an hour 53 minutes and that's why it's killing me right now because in an hour and 53 minutes I know I must have said some great shit uh, that I would and, and then here's the thing it was such a system overload I can't even really go back and listen to it which is really frustrating. So, uh, not saying great stuff like this amazing, but just even even ridiculously stupid stuff, but that would have been funny and great for you guys is what I meant. I'm not some arrogant dick like, oh, I did two hours. It had to be great. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying that there was probably good stuff in there uh, comedy-wise. So, I apologize about that. I apologize about the show coming out late. Um, I'm learning here as I go, you know, with the new computer, the new mic, and all that shit. So, just trying to... Uh, Trying to do it the right way. Uh, But first, let me get started by uh, the sponsor. Also let you guys know I do have a lot of stuff to talk about. And the good news is uh, there's a little virus that hit New York City um, that I didn't talk about on Wednesday because uh, it happened yesterday. So that's a good part about this podcast is I'll be able to talk about that. Uh, Not crazy. Not going to do an I told you so for a half hour, but probably for a good five minutes. Um... But first, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by the best, the greatest comedy website for the most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame right now. As a matter of fact, I actually went to gonzofame recently, and I saw all of the new um, interviews on there. Giannis Pappas is the latest one. My buddy Chris Lambert, they got Joe Matarese, they got Sean Patton, they got Doug Stanhope, they got myself, they got they got Ralphie May, uh, the Broken Lizard. It's just a great, great website, and uh, the cool thing is more and more people hear about it, more and more comedians want to be a part of it and be interviewed from them because they'll be able to tell any kind of realness from their life and know that it's out there. Uh, comedians don't really like to do that many interviews because when uh, when you do do an interview, it gets skewed a little bit, and uh, the person who gives the interview kind of puts their little... When I met so-and-so, I didn't think they were going to be like this, and it's kind of like whatever, where Gonzo fame is like, you do that one, you really don't have to fucking do them anymore. If somebody says, oh, I wanted to know about it, yeah, go to gonzofame.com, and then you'll fucking read it. I heard they're going to re um, redo stuff with their website and all that stuff, so check it out, gonzofame.com, the best, most in-depth interviews of your favorite comedians. Now, um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I also... Um, Hold on one second. Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry about that. That was a little, uh, I don't know. Jumped the gun on that one. Anyways, wanted to make an announcement on the show. I am officially, the Verzi Effect podcast is officially with all things comedy. Uh, The comedy, uh, the podcast network, which is the best podcast network out there. It is the Michael Jordan of podcast networks. Uh, In my opinion... All Things Comedy is the NBC of podcast networks. I mean, no disrespect. There's other great ones out there. Like, you know, Riotcast does a great job. I have a lot of my friends on there. So, you know, and, uh, but to, to be on All Things Comedy with so many great podcast shows, it, it means a lot. And uh, they actually have my new logo on there. New logo is pretty cool. It's like an image of me in the background, but it still has the little, the tower. I wanted the tower that was in the original one that uh, Alex Ansel made for me out in um, San Antonio. Shout out to him with the original logo. But uh, now there's a new logo on All Things Comedy. You can go to allthingscomedy.com and check it out. They put a bunch of the episodes on there. 
And um, that just means the show is just getting bigger and better, guys. That's all that that means. So I am uh, thrilled, humbled. The numbers are great. My listeners and fans are um, the best. And go and check it out. They have like I think like forty nine or fifty podcast shows on the on the whole entire you know network. But uh, they do podcast live podcasts. Um, so when I'm out in California, hopefully I could get out on one of the live podcasts. And they, they just really do a great job. And they treat the comedians that get on there amazing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's huge. And they're going to announce the uh, taping that I'm doing. I got a big taping um, uh, Halloween weekend, October 30th through November 2nd, guys. Uh, Morty's Comedy Joint in Indianapolis. Uh, it's already selling tickets. Shout out to Bobby Kelly on the uh, YKWD You Know What Dude podcast who shouted it out and people said that they heard it and they're going to be coming so um please i know if the friday is halloween get the kids to bed get a sitter come out on friday come out on saturday thursday i'm doing a show there so it's going to be uh any night i'm going to be taping my debut comedy album in indianapolis uh, i'll talk about it more at the end of the show when we get into the plugs but i do wanted to uh, you know i did want to let everybody know that i'm really excited about that and you know all things comedy will make an announcement and you know going to go on a couple more podcasts and and talk about it so if you or anybody you know are in that area come and check it out Get your tickets, and um, there's going to be a little uh, private VIP party at uh, the Vogue Club in uh, downtown, I believe, uh, Indianapolis that night. And if you're, uh, I'm going to try to do something, a VIP thing for my podcast listeners. So if you come out for that, you know, come out Saturday night to the after party, bring people to the show, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, you know, I've been to Morty's before. And I noticed that it just felt good. The room was great. The ceilings were kind of low. It just felt like a really good room. And I was like, you know what? This is a place that I'd like to record in. It worked out timing-wise. The other recordings didn't work out because of the room either being too big or the setup. So hopefully this works out. And um, I'll make more announcements on the record label that it's going on and, and even the name of it. But I am leaning towards the name of my album being unacceptable. Uh, you know, so I will talk about that. But thank you guys uh, for the support, because if it wasn't for you guys, uh, the Verzi effect wouldn't be doing what it's doing and it sure as hell wouldn't be on all things comedy. So, uh, we're going to just keep getting bigger and stronger. Somebody asked me, what are my, what do I call my listeners? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And they were like, well, you know, so-and-so has the, you know, Mark Maron's got the what the fuckers or whatever. And I guess it would be the Verzi effectors. I guess it would be the effectors, right? The Verzi effectors. I don't know. Either way, I think those shit like that's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, don't know if I'm going to have the unacceptable t-shirts in Indianapolis, but it looks like I am just trying to place the order um, actually sometime tomorrow. So I'm going to see if I could get that done and get them in hand, at least the first batch of them in hand to fly out to Indianapolis with by Wednesday because I fly out on Thursday. So uh, I will let you guys know about that for sure, but... Um, I did catch a little, uh, you know, I just want to let you guys know that a lot of people, people that listened to me, it was very, actually really interesting to me, to be honest. It's really interesting to me, the amount of people that gave me shit for my Ebola rant. Um, it was people that actually were loyal fans of mine and people that really liked what I did and thought I was funny were really kind of giving me a lot of pushback on what I said about the Ebola virus. And I was trying to figure out why why I was getting that. And I figured it out. And it's exactly why I don't talk politics or really get political. And the thing is this, people cannot, people cannot, or I should say, I don't want to say all people, because I don't want to categorize everybody like that. But most people can't separate what's right and what's logical to what their political beliefs are and what where their political party stands on that particular issue. So since a lot of people were getting on Obama and a lot of people were saying that, my rant looked very, my rant looked very, you know, anti-liberal, anti-president, all that stuff. And a bunch of people obviously voted for that guy. So now it looks like I'm attacking the president. So the one thing is, well, what's the president and government's argument? Because I'm going to do that. And that's, that's a shame that that happens. It happens in a lot of things. You know, it happened in that, uh, 
Terry Schiavo case when she was, you know, the, some people were saying, you know, let her just not be fed and die. Other people saying you got to feed her. It's inhumane. And it's like, what? why is this becoming a Republican and Democrat thing? How about the doctors sit down and whatever the best thing for that fucking person is and what their family wants to do is what you do. That's it. It doesn't matter about political parties. And that's what happened with this Ebola argument that I got in. It really is. Uh, I was talking to somebody last night. This was actually really cool. I was talking to a comedian. And I don't want to mention any comedian's names about political stuff. But before this thing in New York, I'm going to get to the thing in New York. But before the thing in New York, this guy was standing outside the stand with me. And he was going, no, nah, man, you got to get it through blood. Like, it doesn't matter. It's so hard to get. And, like, he was kind of really, you know, disagreeing with what I was saying. Saw him last night. And he leans in and he goes, dude, I just want to say, man, I feel like a hypocrite, dude. Like, I got scared today. I saw, you know, puke somewhere in the subway. And th this guy that got it was doing this and that. And um, I, I totally get what you're saying. I was like, yeah, well, you know, a lot of people look at it politically. And then that makes them go to one side. And no matter how you slice it, you know, it is it is scary. Anybody who says it's not scary is just trying to talk shit. You know, but I, I, I really don't want to talk about issues like this. And I don't know if I'm going to talk about issues like this that are, I mean, I'm always going to voice my opinion, but there were people that like went at me. There were people that went at me. I lost fans. I mean, not many and fuck them. They were never going to be my fans anyway. Cause if you're not going to let me speak my mind, what I love about a lot of my listeners is a lot of my listeners do disagree with me, but they like the show and they like the other things I say. And when they disagree with me, they're like, all right, I disagree with this guy, but I like what he does. And I love that. And I appreciate that, you know, because that's like, everybody's got their own opinions. Everybody's, everybody should be able to say what it is. And that's why I'm a registered independent because I want to listen to everybody and then I make my decision. And and that's cool. And I may dis disagree with somebody. I have friends. I have friends that are extremely either liberal or extremely conservative. And I'll get into arguments with them and you can't, you, you can't win, but I still love them and I talk to them. Those are the people that I want to listen to my show. You know, there are people that attacked me after my Ebola thing. You know, I have people from Africa attacking me. You know, because I was basically saying, like, don't go to West Africa, don't come back and everything, you know. But you, you just, it, what it comes down to is they're so invested in their political party. I mean, I got so invested in my argument for a second that I was literally almost rooting for the Ebola virus. I was talking on stage like how I was rooting for the Ebola virus to come so I could be like, see? And I don't want that. I don't want to be right. You know what I mean? But again, my suggestion and advice to anybody listening to this would be, if something is out there and you have an opinion on it, be careful who you talk to about it. Be careful where you put it, social media, because people are going to take it. Well, okay, the president either is for it or against it. So that's, that was, and it's like, it shouldn't be that. You got to separate. You got to separate what's right. I would say the same shit if, if George W. Bush was in there. If, if there was a big time conservative Republican, I would say the same shit about what I said about a vote. It had, it had absolutely zero to do politically. It had zero to do with who the president of the country was. It had to do with what fucking makes sense and what's logical to me. Now, and, and that's why you got to be careful. And if I offended you, whatever, man, you were never going to be my fan anyway. You know, fuck you. Seriously, if I offended you with what I said about Ebola and it made you because you think because of whatever political and you think that I don't fucking need you, you know, I really don't, nor do I want you because you'd probably be some asshole sitting in the comedy club complaining about a fucking joke that I told, okay, not understanding that you're in a fucking place of com a comedy club, a place where jokes get told, so whatever. But my mistake, because I gave too many people credit. I gave too many people credit, uh, you know, on social media thinking that everybody would. And don't get me wrong, 95% of people understood me and agreed. But that 5% was just like, whatever, man. These people were, were not understanding what I was trying to say. People were, people were saying things like, you know, you know how hard it is to get? It's ridiculous. And I'm like, I understand how hard it is to get. I don't think we're all going to die from this. I'm just saying it's scary and taking precaution makes sense. That's it. That's all I was saying. I wasn't trying to make this big thing. I was just saying, listen, we're both. And listen, if I argue with somebody, right? If I argue about the Ebola issue with Joe fucking Smith and he's, you know, whatever, a comedian or he has a fucking, he, he, he sells cars or whatever Joe Smith does for a living. Me and Joe Smith are both uneducated, uninformed, and don't know shit about this virus. There's a lot of doctors that still don't know shit about this virus, and that, that case happened fucking yesterday, which I'm going to get into. But if me and Joe Smith both know dick, at least go with the asshole who knows dick, but is saying let's at least be precautious because we do know shit about it. You know, instead of like, nah, trust me, man, we'll be all right. It's crazy. That's the difference. 
It's like if two people went into a room, okay, and there was a chance the people on the other end, uh, other side of the room had guns, and you knew that there was a chance if you fucking walked in the door, at least, like, be precautious and be like, listen, man, I'm not saying they're gonna, there's maybe a chance that they're not gonna, but, like, since there's a slight chance that they may, I, I want to have a gun on me. Or I want to be, I want to be fucking prepared instead of be like, no, you're over fucking thinking it. No, I'm not overthinking it. And yesterday was an example of that. Then I said, all right, fine. All you people arguing with me, would you want your kid or your loved ones to go to West Africa? And people were like, why would I send my kids to West Africa? And I'm like, see, you're not even listening. I'm not saying you want to send your kids to West Africa. I'm not saying you ever will. I'm saying under the circumstances today in this situation, would you be comfortable doing it? That's when you. That's when. That's when you know you, you. You can't argue with somebody, or you either won the argument or you can't argue because they can't answer that fucking question. It's very simple. Now I know two episodes ago I didn't even want to talk about Ebola, but I'm just opening up just to say because I I didn't on the two hour rant that I had I or the two hour podcast I had I didn't talk about it at all, and um you know. I I found out what happened last night and I was like, okay, well, maybe it's a blessing that I didn't put it out because this happened. So you'll get the freshest, you know, TVE you can get. Um, I said two episodes ago and I'm really not going to be like, oh, I told you so. But I did say two episodes ago on the show, I said, there's going to be some asshole fucking doctor. As a matter of fact, I think it was my unacceptable. There's going to be some asshole doctor from America who's a fucking either a fucking hipster or some fucking community asshole who wants to go out there and become a hero, and then they're going to let him back in this country, and he could fucking get that get people sick. And guess what, everybody? That is exactly what the fuck happened. I did not want to be right. I just wanted to have people go, wow, it can happen. It can fucking happen. This guy went bowling. This guy put his fucking fingers in a bowling ball. If, if he's sweating, somebody else uses that ball. Now that person's got to be fucking quarantined. All this shit, it's crazy. Subways, New York City is so dense and all that. So that's all I was saying, and it did happen. So for anybody who listened to my show, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, see, told you. I know we're not all going to die from this. I hope, you know, knock on wood. I know we're not, you know. I mean, I don't know what could happen if this thing goes airborne, and I I, I think that it's fine. I don't think, you know, there's no kind of state of emergency. It's just there's been a couple of cases. People slipped through the cracks, but the bottom line is this. The bottom line is an airplane from West Africa to John F. Kennedy Airport in the biggest city on the planet had the Ebola virus on that airplane, okay? Had the Ebola virus in a bowling alley. Had that virus walking around one of the most dense cities ever. Nine million people in 11 miles. It's fucking scary. It's fucked up and it's unnecessary. And if that plane was not allowed to land, this would not have happened. That's all I was trying to say. So, you know, I'm not trying to go on some epic rant here. I know people are listening now, but I know some of you people think I should even go harder. I'm not going to go harder because I don't want to be right about something that's awful like this. I just wish people could see what I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to cause fucking panic. Why would I want to do that? That, Again, that's where the politics comes in. That's where fucking, that's where because these assholes holding signs in front of the White House make it look like a political issue. And it's not. It's fucking common sense. Some cocksucker gets on a plane sick. He flies to New York. Other people can get sick. This isn't the fucking flu. Anybody comparing this to the fucking flu should fuck it. It's not the flu. Or, or oh, well, you know, get your flu shot. That's more That's more dangerous. Yeah, I know a lot more people die from... Fu- I, I know more people, you know, but they also don't shit themselves to death and, you know, go through the shit that they, you go through with the Ebola virus. 50% of people, from what I heard, can handle it. Other 50 can't. And here's the other thing. And this is the last thing I'll talk about it. That whole outfit... You know, that guy that apparently this doctor in New York, he had that outfit on and he was completely, he said, protected and he still got it. So we don't know the shit that we think we know we don't. So that's all I was saying. You know, uh, I'm not glad that this happened, but I, I'm, you know, it sucks when you can kind of prove a point through something horrible because it makes me feel like I'm handcuffed because I don't want to be like, yeah, I, I, I was right. See, but then people are sick. I don't want that. So the end of the story is don't fucking argue anything that somebody's going to take politically. And if it is political, don't do it. Like if you know in your heart you're doing it because you take a side, don't do it because it's just a battle that you can't fucking win. Um, that's the end of it. I was right. You motherfuckers were wrong. All right. So uh, <laughs> puts credibility to the show, though. You got to admit, a little, little bit more credibility. Be like, ah, listen to the show. This fucking guy said something. People thought he was a little nuts and over the top. Something happened. This guy, hey, Super Bowl picks, right? 
Got to give me my Super Bowl picks. Last uh, last two years, I had three out of four teams in the Super Bowl. This year, I got the Colts and Eagles. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I love the Colts, though. But we'll, we'll whatever. We'll get into uh, we'll get into that afterwards. Uh, now, unacceptable for the week. I'll get into the fans, and I probably have more now from the fans because a lot of time has gone by because this one is late, and. Um, you know this will be this will be uh, this is a funny one, but guys, this one, this unacceptable is not really. Um, <laughs> this unacceptable is not one that I'm angry at or that I'm going to yell out. This unacceptable is one of the funniest things. I, I had me crying, and I was actually crying during the last podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was crying during the last podcast because. I just, I got myself going, and it was that funny, and uh, I don't know if I can recreate that, and I'm not going to try, but I will tell you this, it is so funny what this guy did, so my unacceptable for the week, and you guys might have saw this in the news, is the guy who faked, he faked being in a coma for two years, <laughs> all right, first of all, just just try to comprehend that for a second, this guy faked being in a coma for two years. And I guess they called it a periodic coma where like he could kind of come out, but like he had a wheelchair and it's like a caretaker who was his wife. But for two years, this guy carried on this racket. He was a con man who conned his neighbor or whatever out of like 65 or 70 grand. And he was faking being in a coma for two years to avoid, (laughs) to avoid court appearances. Right. And this guy if you see the picture, just go to Google and you see the picture. This guy's laying there on the fucking hospital bed with a neck brace on and his eyes closed and a woman leaning over him and he really looks dead and the level of commitment. Like this guy's like hair was groomed because I guess this guy had like an edge up. His hair was groomed because I guess like occasionally, occasionally he would come out of it and they would let him leave. But I guess like he was avoiding court, so anytime a court date would come, you know, <laughs> his wife or his caretaker would say <laughs> he fell back in, and he would just be nodded out. Do you understand the level of fucking commitment that takes of a crime to just be sleeping for that long? Like seasons changing, you know, like visitors probably, like family members that they couldn't tell, probably saying like, "Oh my god, like this guy's just laying there." Meanwhile, like when everyone's closed, like one eye opens and he's looking at his wife, they're probably laughing. Here's the funniest shit. And it's unacceptable on many levels because they said doctors didn't know. Like doctors just assumed. Like there was no, there was like the doctors just went with it. That's unacceptable in itself. The other thing is like people that knew that he was doing like his wife, that's unacceptable. The fact that this guy committed to it, it's unacceptable, but in the funniest way. But um, how he got caught was they had surveillance of him like in a grocery. <laughs> they had surveillance of him in a grocery store, like buying like, you know, he got like flipping up an apple, catching it and shit. Like he's clicking his heels going down hallways, <laughs> right? But I think what really did it was when his doctors looked in and I guess his doctors saw, <laughs> his doctors saw him, um, he was like wiping his face and also writing. <laughs> <laughs> they saw him writing and wiping his face, and they were like, all right, dude, the fucking gig is up. Two years, this guy, sleeping, like, out, too, like, looks it. like, And I guess he learned something, like, breathing-wise, because doctors have to, like, look like the, the guy was just laying there. Oh, my God, hilarious. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Leaving, getting haircuts, and then just fucking being like, all right, all right, I'm going down for a couple months. This guy was like a fucking part-time bear. He was just like hibernating. Oh, my God. For two years, two years he kept it going. Unacceptable. And everybody involved that's unacceptable is one of the funniest. Go to um, Google.com and just type in man fakes coma for two years and you'll see the picture. And the picture is, I mean, the picture is priceless. No matter what I say, it will do no justice than when you look at this guy's face and you look at the picture and you know he's fucking lying. It's absolutely hilarious. To- <laughs> oh, my God. Because you know he had to have visitors crying over him. 
And you know the way like when people are around somebody in a coma, they like to talk? Because they, they think people hear. Well, he was really hearing. <laughs> he was really hearing everything. You know? Oh, my God. How great would it be if somebody was just crying going, Oh, my God, I just, I just wish you could hear me. And he just was like, I do. I hear everything. Can you get me a bag of Doritos at the venting machine? <laughs> oh, you can't make this shit up, dude. You can't only, I mean, you can't make this shit up. I think it was a guy actually in the UK. Oh my God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to Google this shit. I'm going to read you some of this shit right now. That's how, that's how hilarious. I think, yeah, I think the guy was in the UK. Yeah, look, right when I put man, it says fakes being in coma. So, um, this dude, man, <laughs> he's got like the, the oxygen mask over his face. Al, his name is Alan Knight, 47, faked being in a coma for two years to get out of making court appearances for another crime, conning his neighbor out of approximately $65,000 over a span of three years. Knight reportedly lived off of benefits he acquired illegally. <laughs> considering he isn't a real quadriplegic while he lied to doctors about a freak garage door accident that left him paralyzed. Yeah, how do they not see that, though? Like, that that's what I don't get. I get, like, how do they not... And with seizures that sent him into periodic comas, his wife helped keep up the act, wheeling him in and out of the hospital and acting as a primary caretaker. Knight's lies were un... <laughs> Knight's lies were uncovered when camera footage caught him at the supermarket walking around shopping after he raised red flags at the hospital due to very uncomatose movements. <laughs> he was caught out when doctors watching his hospital room spotted him eating, wiping his face, and even writing. Currently, Knight is awaiting sentencing on nine counts of forgery and theft. He, um, he pleaded guilty. Uh, he pled guilty to prior to this very long, drawn-out game of charades. Uh, wow, man, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Unacceptable by the doctors not knowing that this guy wasn't paralyzed though either. So, just a hilarious story. Uh, I know some of my unacceptables get a little crazy and yelling and anger, but, you know, some need to be fun and hilarious, and I think that's a perfect one for it. So that uh, <laughs> that was my unacceptable uh, for the week, and uh, now I will go to some of your guys. A uh, lot of stuff to talk about. Actually, man, somebody sent me something on Facebook, and it drove me nuts. I couldn't find it, and I think that's a reason why that podcast was so long. The last one that's not coming out was because I was searching for somebody who wrote me something that I thought I saw and I couldn't find it and it was driving me absolutely crazy. So um, I'm going to try to find... Uh, there, there's another one here that somebody wrote me. And um, this guy is... I didn't realize I have... I have fans in Croatia, everybody. The Verzi Effect has fans in, in Croatia, which is fucking awesome. Um, but... All right, let me go to this here, and then we'll do the, you know, we'll do the Twitter ones, and then, um, you know, we'll go into some sports stuff and everything like that, and uh, again, guys, I do apologize that the, 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 I mean, I really didn't want this to come out as, as late as it did, um, I didn't, so, and the fucking two hours, I was ready to put it out, and then it just didn't work, this, this one better work, or I'm gonna be fucking, I'm just gonna go to Apple and throw this fucking computer through, all right, so let's go. We'll do some. Um, we'll do some tweets here. We'll do some tweets first, and then we'll do the ones that were sent on um, on Facebook. So, uh, shout out again to um, everybody. Shout out again to everybody who um, put the new four comments. I don't know if I mentioned it on the last one. I think I might have. But I have uh, new comments on iTunes. There was four or five new comments on iTunes for the show, which is greatly appreciated. Um, okay, this, uh, this one is from, oh, this is a newer one, Drew Engelstein at Drewster, Drew, and then, yeah, spelled just, you know, spelled the way it sounds, at Drewster, 6395 is his Twitter feed, at Paul Verzi, unacceptable, looking in my driver's side rear view, and a woman picks her nose, looks at it, and fucking eats it, fucking animal, um, ah, oh, that's a rough one to spot, man, you know. Ugh, 
And then you just start thinking, and then I'm like, what, thinking about, like, was she cute? Was she fat? Was she fucking, you know, either either way, she was hungry. Just awful. Uh, Lucas Porter, at, this is a, a boogies, that's weird, after what I just read. Lucas Porter, at uh, Boogies Jumper, says, Paul Verzi, uh, at Paul Verzi, animals that don't wash their hands after taking a piss. Yeah, I mentioned that the other day, I saw some guy do that. And, like, he was just didn't care, just fucking pissed and left. And I was like, whoa, uh, you know that guy? Like, you know, that's a guy you don't want to have Ebola. That guy will fucking. All right. Um, <laughs> this guy. Some of you guys just say quick ones that are just funny to read. This guy just wrote black dress shoes and brown belt. Hashtag unacceptable. That's Chris Frost at MN Frosty Boy. Uh, that's why you got to have a girl in your life. got to have a woman in your life. Um... Nick Francisco, thanks, Nick. He said, uh, at N Francisco, uh, Francisco 03. Um, Francisco, that's fun to say. Uh, dude, this is exactly what you were talking about on TVE, unacceptable. He's talking about the Ebola thing. Yeah, I appreciate it, Nick. I, I really didn't want, I, I swear to God, like, I didn't want to be right, but part of me was just like, of course that could happen. And it was cool that, like, the thing I feared and wanted people to prevent, it was cool that that was the problem, just to say, like, all right, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not that fucking nuts, you know, but again, I, I just hope that there's not more cases. Um, Scott Clark put a nice uh, thing on there. At SKAC, uh, I guess, um, Skakman, uh, SCAC Man, at Paul Verzi, at Morty's Comedy, anyone... Not excited uh, excited for this. Hashtag unacceptable. Thank you, Scott. Hope you're coming out to the show. Looking forward to taping my album there. Um, oh, my little man's coming down the stairs. What's up, buddy? He snuck down. Oh, you, you snuck down? Yeah. All right. Well, Daddy's got to finish the show, okay? Um, all right. This is gonna. This is this is probably gonna be interrupted for a second. But we'll see. We'll see how. We'll see how long I could go with this. Um, so, uh, here we go. This says, large groups, idiots on bikes. Oh, this is another one from, this is another one from, uh, uh, Chris Frost at, uh, MN Frosty Boy says, uh, large groups, uh, idiots on bikes using the whole road as their own personal tour de France. Unacceptable. It's funny you say that last night, last night. Last night I was, um, hold on a second. Guys, guys, over there. Go draw or something. I got it. Good. Don't put it in your mouth. Um, it's hilarious. She was like, all right. Last night I was in New York City and I went into a lane to turn left. I went into a lane to turn left and this this bike was just in front of me and stayed going on a slow roll and just, hold on, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry about that. Kids got a little crazy. I had to do a little bit of, um, I had to do a little bit of uh, bribery with ice pops. Um, large groups, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I read that one. Large groups of bikes using the whole road, yeah, as a personal tour de France. Last night, I'm trying to make a left onto the to go down by the uh, West Side Highway, and a bike just slow roll in front of me. He just looked, and he was like, "Fuck you, I have rights too." And he literally just stayed there and I, I I took everything I had to not murder him Abs these people on bikes it's absolutely brutal all right go up wait for me okay Christ all right the funny thing is I told them that they're gonna get an ice pop I just need them to relax for a second because they want ice pops and they're allowed to have ice pops on on Fridays on weekends and shit that's a rule my wife made or whatever. So I'm like, all right, you know what, I'll go with that. No, you know, I don't know if they're sugar-free or whatever. And they were like, all right. And then they went right for the ice pops and then are going to go be good. So, okay. Um, Mike Audette at Mike underscore Audette. My dog's no sense of shame at her farts. Unacceptable. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a dog, you know, I mean, it'd be weird if, like, a, you know, a woman you worked with was doing that. You know, just imagine, like, like, if a dude farted at work, you'd be like, 
all right, but then you could like laugh it off. But just imagine like a chick just that you work with, just walking down the aisle, just like, oh, hey, Cindy. She's like, hey, and she just fucking ripped one, just kept walking and laughing. You'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I guess. No, but the dog, you can't really say the dog's unacceptable. The dog's just being a dog. But if it smells that bad, I guess the smell could be unacceptable because dogs could have awful ones. Just like, ugh. Like, And the funny thing about a dog is after a dog has awful ones, they just like, no expression. They're just like, yeah, what do you want? I fucking, you see what I eat? You ever read the ingredients of what I eat? Okay, this is from Chad Pavick. At Chad Pavick. P-A-V-I-C-C-H. Uh, punter and kicker in Houston, both terribly overweight. You're a pro. Hashtag fat neck. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> uh, yeah, the kickers kickers are hilarious because they're either skinny and look like they don't belong on the field because they're going to get killed, or they're just like, that guy should be a linebacker. Like, what's his name on the Raiders? Uh, what the hell's the guy's name? It's going to drive me nuts now. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's his name? I got to find out because it'll, it'll absolutely drive me nuts. Um, oh, Janikowski, there it is, yeah, Sebastian Janikowski, that guy looks like a, that guy looks like he could play end, defensive end. All right, moving on here, some more unacceptables, and then I'm going to go over to the, um, there's one on, uh, there's one on Facebook that I wanted to read from uh, Croatia, this guy was hilarious, he had two for me. And, uh, oh, and then I do want to talk about some Oktoberfest, too, I went to an Oktoberfest, talk about that, get into some sports, how we doing on time here, we're alright, I just, I can't believe I can't do a fucking podcast a certain amount of time, because it, the, the system, like, that's the thing, man, it's 2014, and they're making these, Apple, Apple's making these MacBooks and everything, and just, you would think, if you, listen, if I spend over a thousand dollars on a fucking laptop, there should be no issues with everything, Okay, I sh- it should be a fucking 10-year guarantee whatever the fuck you want to do and put on it, all right? Or make it that way, you know, make a laptop that fucking has the thing of like their, that has the capacity of their big fuck, you know, their big gigantic one that's on, make a laptop like that. Just make them like that. Stop selling these little fucking things that need add-ons. It's bullshit. And I got to tell you something else. At my iPhone sucks. The iPhone sucks. Okay, it freezes up on me, the battery sucks, it's never good, it's just a shitty, shitty, I mean, there's an unacceptable for you, the fact that Apple makes you have to buy all kinds of gadgets for each individual thing that comes out every three fucking months, and it sucks, I gotta tell you, I was more impressed with Apple five years ago when they were, when it was, you know, when it wasn't as, when it was more new, I really, when the iPhone first came out, I was happier with the product then than I am now. I just feel like everything is quicker on battery. I feel, I don't know, man. I'm just not happy. I'm not happy with this iPhone. Best iPhone I had was a 4, a 4S. That was the best one. Um, You know, it's just ridiculous, man. You go in there, you spend so much money, and you got fucking assholes waiting online in the middle of the night? For what? You're going to camp out for something mediocre? It's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Um, alright. Anyway. Oh, by the way, shout out, if you're listening, shout out to Matt Arden. My friend Matt Arden worked at TBS, and then he worked for uh, Screen Vision. You know the stuff that happens before the movie plays. The Screen Vision on the thing at the theater. Uh, him and his lovely wife came out to my show last night at Stand Up New York, and uh, really good to see him. And uh, I just, you know, really so cool when people like that just show up or see get tickets to see you at a show. So shout out to him. And um, all right, here is a um, so shout out to Matt Arden if you're listening. Okay, here is unacceptable. Uh, from, uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but, uh, he's from, um, Zagreb, Zagreb, Croatia, this is from Croatia, and I think his name is, dude, bear with me here, okay, but it's, you, <laughs> you'll birth, uh, oh, Jesus, okay, so that would be birth, 
Bert. Yulfbert. Yulfbert Frannick. Okay, I'm sorry if I butchered that, but here are his unacceptables. Uh, don't have Twitter, so I post my unacceptables here. I have two. First, Bill Burr calls you. Uh, Want to talk about cigars? You answer. Brother, I'm wrapping up my podcast. Call you in a minute and continue to ramble for an hour, letting poor Billiam talking to himself about cigars. Yes, I do remember that Bill called during the show, but fuck that. Bill's done that to me. That always happens. You get crazy, tied up doing shit, and, uh, you know, you, you don't get... But I did get back to him when we did talk, we did talk cigars. So uh, thank you for calling that out, though. Uh, I'm just... That's ridiculous, man. Croatia. Shout out to Croatia. I want to do stand-up in Croatia. Set that up. I'm coming out for that. Set that up. Find a comedy club out there, a booker. I will fly to Croatia. I need good accommodations. Okay, there's Ebola's out there now and shit. I need, that's one thing. You know, I will come out to Croatia. I'm not kidding either. If the money's right, okay, you, I'll set up, to, you talk to my manager. If the money's right, I will fly out to Croatia. I will do comedy in Croatia. I will go to a pub out there. I will drink with you people, okay? I just need nice accommodations at night. I'm not staying in any hostels and shit. I need something nice and, and I'll come out there. But anyway, so here's your second one. Unacceptable. Okay, second one is... Um. Oh, I love how this guy, this guy got so serious about this. This was hilarious. Okay, second one is, serious, uh, second. Sandra, uh, uh, Kerfo, Kerf, uh, Kerkovic, 24, has had a phenomenal last couple of years since winning gold at the London Olympics in 2012. In 2013, she claimed the world championship in Moscow um, with uh, Wilst in... Uh, 2014, she completed the triple of uh, major championships, winning the 2014 European Championship, a personal best of 71.08 meters in, Zur in Zurich. Uh, two weeks later, she competed the uh, 2014 Diamond League season with another win. No woman throw discus over... 70 meters for 20 years. She was nominated with 10 others for prestigious IAAF World Athlete of the Year Award. And now in caps he put, and didn't get in top three. Unacceptable. Uh, I dare any average man to throw discus 40 meters. Okay, uh, here's the thing, dude. You're really passionate about this woman and the discus throw. Um, I get what you're saying. And it is the thing is, we don't give a fuck about discus in here. Um, but I do love the Olympics and I actually give a fuck about discus when the Olympics go on, which is funny because like, that's the thing about Americans too. Like we don't care. Nobody's going like, yeah, you catch the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders and Panthers was crazy. Hey dude, did you see those discus tournaments? Like nobody does that. But when it comes to the, the, the summer games, we're like, oh shit, the discus was crazy. And we, you know, we look at it like that. So, but I love your passion and uh, she does sound like a, a monster. I don't mean that physically. I don't know if she's a friend. I'm not saying she sounds like a beast. Um, that word didn't work either. <laughs> she sounds really, really good at what she does, which is great. And if you're saying she's in the unacceptable, I mean, she's it's unacceptable that uh, she's not in the top three. Then I have to take your word for it. Uh, I love your passion, um, and thank you so much for the uh, for the unacceptable. Um, and the fact that it's coming from Croatia, just let you know the Verzi effect is out there and there's a bunch of Croatians listening, laughing, which, uh, means the world to me. I'm serious. I am not kidding. Message me on Facebook. If you find a club out there in Croatia, it's saying, I would definitely visit out there. I've, I know people from Croatia. I heard great things. Um, let me know where it's safe though and shit. Like I got to do research. Like I can't just go into a zone that's fucked up. I don't know how it is out there. I don't know what's going on out there, but if there's a comedy scene out there, a comedy club, I will go out there. Okay. I will do a Verzi effect podcast. How about that? I will, here's this. If the money is right, I will go out to Croatia and I will do it live from a popular pub out there. I will do the, the Verzi effect podcast. I will have that discus woman, get that discus woman from Croatia, I'll get her on the show, sitting down, we will drink, and I gotta see, what do you got, like a Four Seasons out there, you got like a Hyatt, let's do something like that, uh, so thank you for the Unacceptables everybody, that's Unacceptables for this week, and um, keep them coming, but uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I, I've, I've laid off of the, of the iPhone 
and the MacBooks for a while. And that that that's going to land on an unacceptable one of these days with a great rant, especially if this shit keeps crapping out the way it's been creeping out, uh, crapping out because it's it's been sucking lately. It really has. Um, so I went to Oktoberfest, guys. I went to Oktoberfest, and um, it was for my sister's birthday. Happy birthday to my sister Carissa, turning uh, 26 years old. And she wanted to do something. They had a, a Oktoberfest at Bear Mountain. You know, a nice little spot. Bear Mountain's awesome. A buddy of mine got married there. And they got, like, big fields to run around, play, just, like, picnic. They got um, water over there. They got ice skating over there. They got a restaurant over there. It's just a great little great little place to bring the family in. Oktoberfest, they have all these beer trucks and all that stuff. And it sucked because it was windy. And it ruined it. And people started to leave. The nice thing was the beer stayed cold. Because it wasn't like a summer day where you got to drink the cold beer fast or it gets warm. Like you just hold your beer for an hour and it just gets colder, which was great. Um, unfortunately, they did not have a Yingling. They did not have a Yingling beer truck, which I wanted because I like Yingling and Yingling Light. Um, I had We were near the Brooklyn beer, the Brooklyn lager truck. And I had a Brooklyn Oktoberfest and it fucked me and my wife's stomach up. It was awful. It tasted good going down and then unsettled and just felt nauseous. A really shitty beer. So that sucked. But I got to tell you, it wasn't a bunch of animals. It was just people drinking. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were people. They, were, they had people walking around with those 40-plus ounce glass mugs. And they were having a blast. And they were just dancing and singing the you know German shit. The Oktoberfest is just a great place for alcoholics to be alcoholics. You know, just you, there's, no, you, you, there's no hiding it. You just It's an excuse. You just go out there and be, yeah, because of course, who doesn't want to drink a 50-ounce beer at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, just while they're eating and dancing? I mean, it, it, that's what it was, but it was definitely not like the animals at uh, the Renaissance Fair, you know, because these people just go to drink. Like the Renaissance Fair, some of these people like want to live in that, live in that time, like live in that century. They, they You know, this is just people that just want to go out, get hammered all day and, um, you know. And you can't knock that. I mean, but uh, I'm I'm done with beer. Beer it fucks my stomach up. And the beer the beer drunk sucks. I'm telling you, you guys got to go scotch and whiskey. The beer drunk is just bloated. You get tired. Your stomach gets weird after. It's just the the only way beer is great is if you drink it all night. You got to just get ice cold beers and not stop, and then it's great. But then you feel like a fat piece of shit. It's awful. I'm telling you, scotch cigar. That's the way to go. You know, just get a nice little. Giannis Papas came up to my house, and we got a um, we got a bottle of some twelve years something because they didn't have the Lagavulin, uh, and um, we got some bottle twelve year old single malt. It was really good. Couple of sticks, and you don't feel bloated. You have like two glasses. You feel good. Wine is another one you got to keep. That's the thing about beer and wine. Beer and wine, you got to keep drinking. You got to just keep drinking it in order to not pass out of just being so tired. But let's be honest, you could throw down four bottles of wine. Bottles of wine are just, red wine's the best. Red wine's insane. I just, I mean, I love white wine too. I love it. I just wine. You can just drink wine. But uh, Oktoberfest was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Not even that really overrated. There was one German beer there, like Worsgenschleiger. You know, they got these fucking German beers are hilarious because you can't even, you can't even order them. You know, like I can't even say people's names on the podcast. You imagine me at some tent like, yeah, can I get a Blythenschnagelberger? <laughs> yeah, I need an Eisenberger and a couple of bottles. <laughs> can I get a Bratna? What's in Schlagenberger? Um, and they talk about, and the funny thing is the Germans, it just flows off there. Oh, they're like, oh yeah, how many, what'd you have, a couple of Eisenschlagenbergers? Yeah, I love Eisenschlagenbergers. They're really good. But other than the Eisenschlagenberger, I'll get a Corona. You're just like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just run around my house yelling to my kids sometimes. And I'll just be like, like, Geisenberger. And like, I just, I, I just, there's something about the German language that is so hilarious to me. Not even that it's ugly. It's just hilarious. Just be like, Geisenschlager. And like, it means like I'm going to take the garbage out. So like, I'll just sit in my house and like my two and a half year old daughter will walk by and I'll be like, Sophie, Geisenberger. And she'll, she looked at my wife and she goes, mommy, Geisenberger. 
Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, Oktoberfest, it sucked because of the weather. And then we went to a place that was just, we just went to a restaurant and watched some football. And it's kind of been a lackluster season, hasn't it? We'll go into sports for a little bit. It's been a little bit of a lackluster season, um, you know. The uh, Giants stink, you know. Tony Romo's doing good, so you're just waiting for that implosion. Um, you know, Peyton Manning, got to give it up for Peyton Manning to... Um, but again, like Peyton Manning, that's the thing. It's like he does that, and then he just can't do that in a big game. The only, I got to be honest with you, the only difference between Peyton Manning and Tony Romo, I mean, granted, Peyton Manning thrown more touchdowns and is, is probably a more accurate passer, but the one Super Bowl that he's got, other than that, Romo, Romo and him, I mean, he's throwing picks. I don't want to shit on a guy that just is coming off a great, you know, he's doing great. He may get a second Super Bowl this year. So I, 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 do, I do want to give credit to Peyton Manning, I mean, and he, watching that game, he's just, he did it in the first half. I mean, the guy just throws lasers. He's amazing. But it's just amazing how he just can't do that in a big game. He's throwing a pick six in a Super Bowl to lose a Super Bowl. He threw a pick six to lose a Super Bowl. That's a, he threw, Peyton Manning threw a pick six to lose a Super Bowl. Like, if that's not, that is, I mean, at the end of the day, man, Eli Manning, is a more clutch quarterback in that family, hands down. Two Super Bowls and two wins and two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, that's it. But I'm not trying to knock a guy when I'm complimenting him because when you watch Peyton Manning when he's on, he's, he's there really is. I mean, it's it's just, it's amazing to watch. Um, other things in sports, the Royals and the uh, San Francisco Giants are in the lowest television rated World Series in history, and I get it. You know, I mean, I would, I got to be honest, if the Yankees were in the World Series, I can't even say right now with the state that baseball's in that I would actually watch every inning and every pitch of it. I'd be, like, I would have it on and I'd be watching it, but I wouldn't be like the way I was back in the day, like locked and had to. You know, I just don't know if I would be just because it's just, I just think baseball is, is needs something new It needs to happen with it. I don't know what it's going to be. You know, because it, we just want things faster moving and just, you know, high energy, high pace, all that stuff. And baseball is just, you know, you don't get that. NBA is coming back, trying to get these Knicks tickets. The Knicks have a, ni- Knicks have a nice schedule. I looked at the Knicks schedule. The New York Knicks schedule, like the, up until December, they they should be, I mean, they're going to, they should be 500 or better by, by January. You know, they their schedule doesn't look bad and... We'll see what happens, see if the help that, you know, Phil Jackson, Derek Fisher, we'll see. Uh, I know Kobe's been talking some shit, so it's going to be interesting. I'm, it's going to be great. Kobe, LeBron, you know, see what they do for their teams. Um, you know, the Knicks, uh, you know, watch them kind of shit the bed. Going to try to get into hockey, but yeah, sports is, I don't know if, excuse me one second. Hey, babe, I'm finishing up the show right now. Can I call you right back? Is everything all right? Yeah, what's your yeah. The podcast. Okay. All right, bye. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if it's because of doing spots and being busy and all that, but, but anyway, um, I mean, that's pretty much it for sports and movies. I know a lot of you guys uh, got into the Staircase documentary. And I'm glad that you did. I got a lot of messages from you guys saying, thanks a lot, Dick. My wife's pissed at me. I can't take my eyes off of it. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to do any spoilers. I'm not really going to talk about it again because I did that on the last one. But um, hope you guys are watching it. And um, the, the cool thing is they are going to come out with another one with this new trial now. So that should be awesome too. Uh, sorry, I just probably did spoil it again for people that are like on Chapter 4. Going, what do you mean new trial? I'm still on the first one. <laughs> but... Uh, that's pretty much uh, it with that. I was going to see Gone Girl, and then I realized I have two kids and need sleep. I wanted to... Um, oh, by the way, I want to shout out my friend Chris Lamberth. Chris Lamberth, who's been on the show, he did his first TV spot on Gotham Comedy Live. And uh, I only saw a minute clip of it, but it looked like he was crushing. Very funny, so good for him. That's great. Uh, I'm proud of you, Chris! And um, now let's talk more about me because I have um, some cool stuff going on now. 
we are two shoots, you know, one shoot away from the documentary started to be edited now. And we're already starting to go with the storyboard. So the documentary should be done. And got some exciting news that somebody who just worked on an ESPN 3030 is interested in looking at it and maybe editing the doc. So that uh, I'm super, super, super excited about. That was three supers if you weren't counting. Uh, also, again, guys, Morty's Comedy Joint, Indianapolis. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, October 30th through November 2nd. I will be recording. I'm actually going to be doing videotaping and recording my album there that weekend. So, obviously, the better packed it is, the more people, it's going to be better. You guys will be a part of it, a part of my comedy history, my debut comedy album, Unacceptable. I think it's going to be unacceptable. I can't say 100% sure, but it probably will be unacceptable. Um, and uh, we're going to do an after party, VIP after parties. The owner of the club is going to be over at Club Vogue. They're going to be having like some costume competition that they're going to be judging, but I'm going to have a little private thing over there too. So come out. Um, if you do come to the show, try not to come dressed as a fucking zombie. All right? I'm not trying to be a dick, but like I'll get distracted and, you know, as a comedian doing my job at dressing it, and I'm there to kind of shoot my thing. You know, I don't want to see a fucking witch. Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz and a fucking vampire in the front row. So if you could not, you know, but uh, please, man, tell people I'm really looking forward to it. I know tickets are being sold and, uh, you know, I just want to have a great time out there. I really enjoyed it when I was there last time. And um, tell everybody, come out. Um, I'm, br I'm even bringing my Jordans with me. I'm bringing my Jordan sneakers with me, which is rare. You know, when I come with the Jordans, I'm coming correct. So, um... You know, be there and uh, do that. Yeah, buddy, I'm finishing up now. Christ. I mean, can I finish up? Yeah, I'm going to be up there in one second. All right, come downstairs. You can come downstairs. Hey, dude, can I, I got to call you right back. I'm trying to close out this uh, podcast. All right, all right, peace. Huh? All right, you guys can come down, but just be quiet for a couple minutes. One, yeah, one minute. Um, now I gotta read a popsicle joke. Alright, give me the popsicle stick joke. I'll read it. You know what? You guys aren't losing anything. I was wrapping up. So this is just a little. Alright, here we go. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Alright, here we go. Um, why are shellfish so strong? Why? Because of their muscles. Because they got really, because they got muscles. Yeah, because muscles are this, it's a whole, yeah, it's kind of like a, just, I'll be over there in a second. Does your sister have, all right. Anyway, all right, so yeah, guys, Morty's Comedy Joint, I'm multitasking. Being a dad, reading uh, popsicle jokes, and, uh, what yeah, go play with your brother for a second, and, and daddy's going to finish, okay? Say hi to everybody. Say hi, everybody. No, say into the microphone, hi, everybody. So what are you guys doing? I got doing. <laughs> all right, go go play with your brother for a second, all right? Bye. Oh my God, you're so cute! I could eat your face off. She goes, yeah. Um, so yes, tonight I will be on the midnight show at the stand in New York City. Tomorrow night I will be on the early show at the stand in New York City. Again, thank you to everybody who came out to um, Stand Up New York uh, last night. And uh, everybody also who uh, went to iTunes and put on some um, some new comments, so because uh, that just builds it up. And if I could get up to a hundred, we're trying to get that. We're trying to get the, the podcast up to that level. And uh, again, please check out all things comedy and GonzoFame.com. Uh, also, go to. Uh, are you really playing a guitar when I'm trying to finish this real quick? Um. So it's, it's just, it's like they just got downstairs. It's, it really is. It's like having, it's hilarious. It's just like, all right. Um, anyway, there was one other thing that I wanted to say, and I'm trying to think about what it was. I don't know what the hell it was. Anyway, hold on. Come here. Come here. Now you're talking on the show. Yeah, come here. Sophia, come here. Hold on. This is my daughter, Sophia, again. Okay. What are you, what are you doing right now? I, I'm doing my 
My brother is... You playing with your brother? Yeah. And it's long. Tell Lucas to stop playing the guitar. Yell, stop playing with the guitar. Stop playing with the guitar. <laughs> okay. All right. Say bye, guys. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Have a good Have week. Have a good week. All right. All right, guys. That's, uh... It's not quite... It's not quite two hours long, but it was an hour long. And, um, yeah, so thank you guys so much. But I'm going to be promoting other stuff. Have a great week. I will talk to you guys soon. It's getting crazy and it's getting loud here. Check me out, Paul Verzi, at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I on Twitter. Go to the website, paulverzi.com. Check out the Staircase documentary if you haven't. Uh, Hopefully I'll have another movie for you guys to review next week. And um, that's it. Uh, Wash your hands. There's a bowl out there, everybody. Talk to you soon.